0: Welcome to the Morning Moxie Show. I am your host, Alicia Sharp, and today we have part two of Robert Maydew's message about the beauty of being stuck. Here's Robert. Challenge, the problem that occurs is that God is a God of movement, but humanity, you and I, we have this tendency, we got this propensity to always get stuck. Have you noticed this about us? We love to get stuck. I'm not even talking about what's going on in the world right now. I'm just talking about just natural stuff. Like like you go to the same four restaurants. Some of y'all... All the time. Some of y'all don't know what to do on this weekend because when you go to church, you sit in the same section, in the same seat every weekend. I know people have been to church for years. Don't even check out the left or the right side of the sanctuary. You just sit in the same spot all the time. Get stuck. We get stuck in relationships. Some of y'all dating the same people, same girl, got a different name, but it's the same girl, it's the same person. Just get stuck. We get stuck. It is intrinsic within our DNA. I'd even argue theologically that all that is wrong with the world today is because humanity got stuck Adam and Eve they got stuck. They didn't keep it moving They got stuck at the wrong tree listening to the wrong voice. So they made the wrong choice And now we are reaping the ramifications of their decisions that they made when they were stuck And intrinsic within our DNA is this sickness of stuckness My text today is in Acts chapter 3 and no doubt there's a man who is stuck. But I mentioned Genesis chapter 3 with Adam and Eve because I think there's actually a connection. There's a synergy between Genesis chapter 3 and Acts chapter 3. Because if you look at Acts chapter 3 just at a micro level, which we will look at today, you're going to see a man who is stuck, who is lame. Excuse me, lame from birth. Outside the temple gate, begging. No access to the presence of God. And one day, Peter and John, full of the Holy Spirit, raise him up. But if we broaden the scope of this text and look at it really at a macro level, keeping Genesis 3 in mind, I submit to you that this man is really just a picture of the spiritual condition of humanity. Because every single one of us spiritually were lame from birth. Oh, you know you were born lame, right? Born lame. You came out the womb, spiritually speaking, completely lame. Some of you like, uh-uh, Robert, I'm a good person. No, lame. You were born spiritually lame. And I'll prove it to you. Have you noticed nobody had to teach you how to lie? Wow. Now, what class did you take on selfishness? No, not one. At two, you perfected the art of mine. <laughs> That's why some of y'all freaking out right now, just getting all the toilet paper. Just all the toilet paper. You don't want to save nothing for nobody. Just It is in our DNA just to get stuck. To be selfish, narcissistic, individualistic people. This is what sin did to us. We had no access to the presence of God. So, really, Peter and John raising this man up is a picture of what the cross did. It is the cross of Jesus Christ that raised me up. I don't have to be a beggar now. I actually have access to the presence of God. I can approach the throne of grace with confidence, not because of what I did, but because of what He did on the cross. It is the blood of Jesus that gives me access. So there is a synergy between Acts chapter 3 and Genesis chapter 3. Because in Genesis chapter 3, when Adam and Eve took of that forbidden fruit, and all of humanity got stuck, in that moment we were all stuck. And it's not the way it works in the Bible. This is how my exegetical imagination works. In fact, Let me just pause. Wherever you are, just let me get a little water break real quick. You can give God some praise while I get a little water break real quick. (laughs) Come on, you can do better than that. Give us some praise. There's no smooth way to do that. You just got to give God praise. When Adam and Eve got stuck, I think in that, me, in that moment, all of a sudden, it's not how it is in the Bible. It's the way my mind works. All of a sudden, God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit immediately called an executive Trinity team meeting in heaven. God the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, all three there, one, all at the same time. And they look down and God the Father goes, y'all see what I see? They stuck you know they can't get themselves out so uh, one of y'all gonna have to go down there and get them out and immediately jesus looks at the holy spirit and says well can't nobody move like you so why don't you go down there and get him out. And the Holy Spirit's like, nah, 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 Jesus, don't play, don't play, come on, come on. You know I'm Acts chapter 2, you Matthew chapter 1. Don't try to jack up the Bible, Jesus. Nah, nah, nah. You the Savior of the world. You go down there and get him out. And Jesus is like, you're right, you're right, I'm tripping. And Jesus, check this out, gets on the balcony of heaven, whoosh, jumps off the balcony of heaven. It was a 42-generation jump, but he lands in the womb of a virgin named Mary. I'm at Christmas. And all of a sudden, Mary goes, oh, I'm not feeling good. So she calls her, she calls her, her fiance uh, Joseph and says I need to talk to you and Joseph's like yeah we need to talk why you been so distant lately what you don't want to get married anymore and Mary's like no Joseph don't do that you know I love you uh uh-uh, don't play here come here he's like what he's like here you come and she takes Joseph's hand puts it on her stomach Joseph goes whoa some just moved she goes yeah that's what he does all of a sudden there is tension in their relationship so mary calls her pregnant cousin elizabeth and says girl i gotta see you and mary takes an uber to her pregnant cousin elizabeth's house but when she gets to the uber she steps out and meets her pregnant cousin elizabeth and they both waddle up on each other like two penguins in alaska meeting for the very first time and elizabeth goes girl you ain't gonna believe this i have not felt my baby move in weeks but it's as you got out of that uber girl my baby started kicking and moving around i don't know what's on the inside of you but it's making my baby move on the inside of me and mary goes yeah that's what he does all of a sudden elizabeth goes i cannot believe you took an uber down here girl you are pregnant and mary goes yeah and the uber driver was weird too elizabeth goes really what was his name Mary goes, John. Elizabeth goes, hmm, I like that name. Fast forward 30 years later. John the Baptist is baptizing people in the Jordan River. And please believe that the water is still moving from the same cadence of creation. And John almost drowns a dude in the middle of the baptism because he looks in the distance and says, Behold, the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. This is the one I was telling y'all about. I'm baptizing you with water, but he's gonna oh. baptize you with fire and with the Holy Spirit. Somebody ought to give him some praise wherever you are. I feel like preaching him. And- All of a sudden. All of a sudden John and Jesus meet in the water and it goes in slow motion and one of John's disciples low key goes, "Yo, you know this dude?" And John was like, "Yes, I know this dude. He is the dude." And what's crazy is the first time we met, we were in water. Now we're meeting again in water. This must be a destiny moment. You know the story. He baptizes Jesus. The heavens open up. Jesus starts moving in the earth, healing the sick, raising the dead. He gets to the cross and defeats sin. gets up from the grave and defeats death, and then he ascends back to heaven, and the Trinity Executive Team meeting is re-adjourned. And the Holy Spirit and God the Father look at Jesus and go, man, you killed that thing. And Jesus goes, you know I did the best that I could. (laughs) and then they look at the Holy Spirit and say it's on you now the Holy Spirit goes I know I know I know and the Holy Spirit gets on the balcony of heaven jumps off the balcony of heaven but lands in the upper room Acts chapter 2 and suddenly a sound as a mighty rushing wind begin to fill some people who were stuck in a room but said I'm still going to wait for the promise even though I'm stuck and can't go out his presence can come in and all of a sudden all of them Got filled with the Holy Spirit, being to speak in tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And in that room was Peter and John. Ooh, now I'm at my text. By the way, I just gave you the whole Bible like in 10 minutes. But, no, it's cool. Just sit there. Sorry, I just sit. fine. And in that room was Peter and John. Peter and John go, well, we just got power to be as witnesses to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. We were to start in Jerusalem. So Peter and John say, hey, what do we do? Well, let's go pray. Let's go pray. Let's go to the church and pray. Can you see Peter and John walking together to Elevation Church to pray? Peter ooh, and John together going to church. Peter and John, quick question. What are these two dudes still doing hanging out? You realize they don't have to hang out anymore. Jesus has already ascended to heaven. The only thing that connected them was that Jesus handpicked them. He selected them. They don't got to hang out anymore. Why in the world are Peter and John going to church together? You realize they're a walking contradiction. Peter and John. Come on, one of these things is not like the other. First of all, Peter is much older. John is younger. Okay, let me bring it to you. Uh, John... Is walking on TikTok. (laughs) Peter's still on Facebook. Peter and John together? But Peter and John, they are walking contradiction. People, John is a lover. Peter is a cusser. They are completely different. When John got ready to express his love and his loyalty to Jesus, he would put his head on the chest of Jesus. He loved to cuddle with Jesus. When Peter got ready to express his loyalty for Jesus, homeboy put out a sword, a switchblade, cut a dude's ear all the way off. Jesus had to heal it real quick, like, Peter, what are you doing? Peter's like, I'm with you, Jesus. I'm ride or die. I don't know about him, but I'm with you. Peter! And John, John's an introvert. He's always to himself. Peter's going to say something crazy. I'm just trying to figure out how a gangster and Gandhi are going to church together. Talking about it's going to be a good service. Peter and John, they're a walking contradiction. Oh, maybe that's the point. Maybe that's the point. You understand the healing of this lame man is the first miracle after the birth of the New Testament church. I submit to you, this isn't an ordinary miracle. This is a prototype miracle by which God is trying to show the church today how his power moves in the earth. Perhaps the reason that Peter and John are walking together as a walking contradiction is because God is still trying to get the church today to understand that what the culture calls a contradiction, the kingdom calls collaboration. That was Pastor Robert May Do, and you can find that clip on YouTube if you search under The Beauty of Being Stuck, Pastor Robert Maydew, Elevation Church. You can also find out more information about him at his website, robertmaydew.com. I hope you have a wonderful day today, and I will see you again tomorrow. God bless.